Let's go back to the story of Naaman. Let's go back to the story of Naaman. Hallelujah. We're in the fourth verse. It's up on the screen. So Naaman went in and told his Lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send alone a letter to the king of Israel. So he went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give him give death or life? Then this man sends word me to cure a man of his leprosy. Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, <laughs> the plug, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes and he sent messages to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me. He may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. And Elijah sent messenger to him saying, go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away saying, I thought that for me, he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and would have wave his hand over the spot and cure me of this leprosy. Are not Abner, Fapar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in rage. So far the scripture and the word of the Lord is already blessed. I'm going to see my plug. I'm going to see my plug. I told you last week when I preached, last time I preached, that the Urban Dictionary defines the word plug as a person that has everything you need. It is a slang word. It's not a plug you stick in the wall, but it's a person. It is somebody that has everything you need. And that's what I'm trying to teach you. We serve a God that is a God that connects us to everything we need. If you are a person that wants to exist in life by yourself, then you are living in the wrong kingdom because everything and everybody in the kingdom is connected to somebody. None of us, my brothers and sisters, get to the place that we are in right now unless somebody connected us. If we understand life and how it works, we, we would know that everything is connected to someone in life. You don't just get there alone. No matter how isolated you are, no matter how much you don't want to be bothered, and, and you're looking at the king of isolation. I, 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 I'm at a point in my life, I've reached a turning point, as the old song says, uh, Ira, I reached a point in my life that 
uh, I could do with people or do without them because my, my daughter Micah says people are weird. People hurt you. People disappoint you. People betray you. People, people deny you. People don't believe in you. But no matter how isolated you are, no matter how most people know that I'm an introvert, I'm good with this, cameras all around me, lights. I'm good talking on, 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 on TV. I'm good talking on, on, on lives. But I'm good being interviewed, but when it comes to talking, maybe that's why I'm single, talking to somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I am an introvert. But I realize that no matter how great I've gotten, somebody help me get here today. I need you to understand that God puts people in your life to get you, Felicia, where you need to go. You need to come out of your bunker. You need to come out of your shell. Because God is using somebody, so I'm almost through, God is using somebody somewhere to show you favor. No matter how much you have or, or your status, you will, you will still need somebody. None of us got where we are today without help. So make sure you treat people right. Make sure you're nice to people. We pick up the story this week of, of Naaman. He, he, he. In this account of scripture, we find a few plugs. I'm still in, in name, with Naaman because not only was there one plug, there was a few plug. We, we found out that Naaman was the commander of the army. He was a great honorable man in the eyes of his master because by the Lord, he had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man, but he was a leper. He was a leper. He had a disease. He, 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 was, he was a high muckety-muck. He, he, he had status and he had, he had command over people. He tell one to get up and they get up. He tell one to go and they go. He tell one to sit down and they sit down. He was a leper though. He was, he was a leper. He, Naaman had a lot going on for him, but he had one thing against him. He was devastated because he was a leper, which meant that he had a horrible, incurable disease that would slowly result in his death. No matter how good and successful everything is in your life, there are things that come to challenge our lives. And so he wasn't so bad that he was put out of the population yet. It was still time. And we remember last week, the first plug of the story was a young girl. He was a Syrian uh, a young girl that was taken from a raid, Israel and Syria, and she was brought back to serve uh, Brother Naaman and the wife and the family. And she raises up and she says, I'm in verses 2 and 3, and, and she says, and the Syrians had gone out on a raid and, and brought back a captive, a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, Ah, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him. Now, the instructions are, ah, if he could get to the prophet. That's, that's the plug. That's the next plug. Because all of our lives are connected to somebody else and to somebody else. The one person might be connected to get you to the next person. And the next person might say, I don't know if I can do that, but I got somebody. And I'm going to share my testimony with you in a minute. He said, if only my master could get to uh, the prophet. And so she's the plug. And I'm in verse number four now, verses four through seven. And Naaman went uh, immediately. He didn't wait. He immediately 
took the word of the plug. He immediately goes to his master because he needed permission. And he said, thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, go now. He tells the king of what she said. And he said, go now. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him uh-huh, 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 changes of clothes. Then he brought a letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when the letter comes to you, I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him <coughs> of his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive? And this man sends a man to me uh, to heal him of his lepers. Therefore, please consider, see how he seeks to quarrel with me. Let me give you some context to the text. Go now, I will send a letter to Israel. Considering the record that, that they had been at war, but now this is a peaceful time between Syria and Israel. So he sends him, watch this, uh huh, with $1.2 million. But the instructions, when you got a plug, you got to follow the instructions. Somebody write that in the comment. When you got a plug, whenever God says so, the problem with most of us that are Christians, we don't know how to follow the instructions. I, I remember when I was growing up, uh, my grandfather used to cook this pound cake. And, and, and he said, boy, in order for this cake to be right, you got to follow the instructions. You got to follow the instructions in order for it to be right. So many of us, God wants to move in our lives, but we don't follow. The instructions was that there is a prophet in Israel. I got 15 minutes to go. There's a prophet in Israel. His name is Elisha. But the king sends a letter. The king of Syria sends a letter to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel says, what am I, dog? Who am I that I bring life? Who am I that, that, I, that I bring life? Or who am I that make a man die? Who am I to heal you of your leprosy? Whenever, y'all ain't saying nothing, you don't follow the instructions. You always are on a dangerous slope. He, he sends $1.2 million with him. In that time, that's what the money was. He said, I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, and you may heal him of leprosy. And you must understand, when the king of Israel, Jehoram, read the letter, he was understandably upset. First, it was obviously out of his power. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need to stick a pin here, right, Sister Angie. Stop fooling with people mm -hmm, uh, that don't have the power to do what you need. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said stop fooling with people. Stop, 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 stop. Stop wasting your time with people that don't have the power to do what you need. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We, we waste our lives and we waste our time with people that don't. He sent him to the wrong person. Y'all ain't saying nothing. He, he says, I, I don't have no power to do it. I don't have relationship with God like that. I don't. Secondly, he had no relationship with the prophet, the God who did have the, the, the one that had power with God to heal. He thought the king of Syria sought a, quar a quarrel with him. The king of Syria assumed that the king of Israel was not as much better in relationship with Elijah as he really was. He's easy. It is easy for us to assume that we have a better relationship with God than we really do. So watch what happens. I'm in verse number eight, Ray. I'm in verse number eight. I'm in verse number eight. Verse number eight says, so it was when Elisha, the man of God heard the king of Israel had torn his clothes and he had got 13 minutes and he said to the king, 
He said, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet. Uh huh. Uh huh. That there's a prophet in the land. Uh, let him come to me that he shall know that there's a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots. And he stood at the door of Elisha. Uh, Elisha wasn't cool with the king of Israel, but he had heard. Uh-huh. Because whenever God has, has somebody for you to connect to, no matter what goes on, God will connect them. I need to prophesy to five people that are watching today. There is a connection that's about to happen in the month of October. God is about to connect you divinely to the right people. You've been going to the wrong people. You've been hanging out with the wrong people. You've been, you've been seeking the wrong people. But God, in this last quarter, is about to connect you. He's taking you where you've never been, to go where you never, to get what you never had, to meet people that you never met, to connect you to what you need. Remember what I said, your plug got everything you need. He said, send him to me. I got the connection. I'm the plug. The king ain't the plug. When you try to, when you try to connect people in the wrong place, it will never work. Raise your hand and say, God's about to connect me with the right people. So he said, he says to, Eli, to the king, Elisha sends message. He says, he said, why have you torn your clothes? Elisha gave a gentle rebuke to the king. This is a crisis to you because you have no relationship with God. Ah, you ain't got no relationship to heal, leopard. But it is needless crisis to me because you could, one man's crisis Ah, is another man's easy way of doing things. One man's crisis, hallelujah. Ah, somebody that say I can't, there's somebody that say I can. Please let me come, let him come to me. He shall know that there's a prophet in Israel. Naaman would never know that there was a prophet in Israel by hanging around the royal palace. The true prophet in Israel wasn't welcome to the palace. And so watch what happens. He gets to the house. I'm in verses 10 through 12. He gets to the house because I got to go. He gets to the house. And when he gets to the house, the Bible says, and Elijah sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. This is where I want to be. Your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and he went away and said, indeed, I say to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord and, and, he's, and his God and wave his hand over me, I, I, wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not Abner and Phapa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. Look at me, come close. Look at me, come close. Look at me, come close. You can't be arrogant when you need some from God. You can't be arrogant with the plug. You can't be haughty. A haughty spirit, God turns away. There are many of us, hallelujah, we can't receive from God because we want to tell God how to do it. We want to tell God who to do it through, and we want to tell God where to do it. Y'all ain't saying that. We want to tell God how to do it. We want to tell God who to do it through, and we want to tell him where to do it. But how many know God is not a man that he should lie? You don't tell God how to do it. You just say, God, I need you to do it. You don't know how he's going to do it. You don't know how he's going to show Somebody this week, Sister Angie, I'm preaching to you. You need a miracle. You need a miracle, Sister Maggie. But you can't tell him how to do it. You can't tell him when to do it. I speak healing to your brother right now. I speak to his body right now. God just put that in my spirit. You can't tell him how to do it. The Bible says that he shows up. And he sends, Elisha sends his servant, I got nine minutes, sends his servant out 
Instead of Elisha coming out, he sends his servant. And when the servant comes out, he tells him, he said, go wash here and go wash there. And Naaman is upset because he won't come out himself because he's a commander. Y'all ain't saying nothing. But how many know when you stand before the presence of God, uh, he don't care about your title. He, he gives titles. He puts one man up and takes another down. Uh, he don't care because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. I'm talking to somebody today. You got to change your attitude. You got to change your disposition or you're going to miss out on what God. He said, he said, he said, he said, why wouldn't he come out to me and just wave? Because God is not the God for you to tell him how to do it. You just need to tell him, God, do it. Some of you right now, you're between promise and possession. You're in the middle of God doing what he wants to do. But he said, I just need you to change your attitude. I just need you to be receptive. I need you to be open to how I'm going to do it. We're in the midst of pandemic. I'm not doing it like I used to do. Oh, if I could just get to 1201 East Canfield, if I could just get to the building, we just got our building. I know if I get to the building, it'd be better. God said, I'm not moving in buildings right now. I'm moving in your house. I'm moving in you. I'm not, I'm not moving in buildings. I'm not moving in temples right now. Don't tell me how to do it. Just just show up. You need a plug, uh, but you can't tell the plug how to do it. God, I just need you to do it. I need you to save my children. I need you, God. I need you, God. I need you to. I need you, God. I need a job. I need. I need a new career in the midst of COVID. I need you to heal my body. God, I need you to do it. But I just need to get to the building. No, you can't get to the building because the building is locked. The building is closed. We're not in buildings. It's not safe right now. You only ain't saying nothing. Yeah, it's not safe right now. Ah, God, just do it. He says, he says, why didn't he just tell me to go to the clean river? Why would he tell me to go to that nasty river? I don't, I don't want to be, I'm a king. Don't he know who I am? I'm a commander. I'm a, my, I tell people what to do. But now you need something from God. Isn't it funny? I've been there. Come close. Isn't it funny that God knows how to humble all of us? Don't care what your status is. Don't care how much you know. Don't care how much you've done in life. There's a day in our lives where God is the only one that can help us. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling. To the almighty God to present us faultless before the throne of grace. Y'all ain't saying nothing. There's a day on the calendar when only God can rescue us. Not, not, not man, not the doctor, nobody. Nobody like Vanessa Bell but Jesus. And he says to him, who am I that you would, that you would just come out and do that? Don't you know? God don't care about who you are. I come against arrogance and pride. Pride come before a fall. Destruction. God, God has a way of humbling. I, I tell people all the time, Craig, Greg, I tell people all the time, don't worry about it. My granddaddy was like this. You remember, B.B.? He, 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 didn't, he didn't fuss with you. He didn't fight with you. Uh-huh. He said, boy, if I do it, then I can't do it like God. But when God get them, y'all ain't saying nothing. There's a reckoning when God gets them. When God has to deal with your pride, when God has to deal with some of the problems we have, Nicole, leave is not because of the actual sickness and disease, but God wants to get our attention. God wants to get our yes. He wants to get our attention. Some of the stuff, Reverend Jerome, that we go through has nothing to do with sickness of body. 
He wants to get our attention. He wants to get our, he wants to get our attention. And until he gets your attention, you only ain't saying nothing. He said, I can't, I can't do nothing with you. I can't do nothing with you as long as you're arrogant. I can't, I sent you to the plug. But you want to tell the plug how to bless you. You want to tell the plug how to heal you. You want to tell the plug how to save your children. You want to tell the plug how to give you the house. I just need you to be ready to do whatever he says. Y'all remember Jesus, Jesus went to a wedding one day and, 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 and they ran out of wine. And they went to his mother and the mother, the mother said, Jesus, they're out of wine. And he said, what's that do me? And, he, and she told the servant, she says, whatever he says do. That's what you do. And some of y'all, that's what God came to tell you today. Whatever the plug tells you to do, that's somebody that gets you everything that you need. Y'all ain't saying he can give you everything that you need, but you got to hump. Naaman was full of pride. I come against pride today. You can't be broke and prideful. I'm done. I'm coming. You can't be broke and prideful. God uses people to connect us. Watch this. His servant comes to him. Naaman leaves. He's upset. I've done it before. I have argued with salespeople that I know that's my plug and they're trying to help me. But because of my pride, I've argued with plugs before. People that are trying to help me. Not the Greg Davis, not the other one. Every now and then it comes up. <laughs> I argue with people that's trying to help me. And I know as I walk away, the spirit of God speaks to me and says, you know they're trying to help you. You're about to blow this. You're about to blow this. Can't be honest, can't be saved. Pastor P, can't be honest, Pastor Dana, Pastor the Elder Jew, can't be honest, can't be saved. How many of you have messed up with a divine connection that God sent you? I'm talking good today. A divine connection that God sent you. But because of your arrogance and your pride. Because you're so used to telling everybody what to do. Just put out your nail. You're telling everybody what to do. And now you got to depend on God telling you how to do it. God wants to humble you today. And so connection. Place her. Connection. God wants to connect. But when he connects, he wants you to listen. The servant said that it was with Naaman. He said, if he had told you to go to another river, then you've been all right. But didn't you come here to be healed? What, what do you care? Naaman wanted him to come out and do all this fanfare and make a big deal. It ain't about you, Naaman. It ain't about you when you need God to do it. It ain't about you when you need God to touch you. It ain't about what you want. How in the world you need God to do something you're going to tell him how to do it? God, I just need you to do it. His servant came near and spoke to him and said, Naaman, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? So he went and dipped. 
seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh was restored. Every now and then you need somebody to speak to your pride. That's why every man need a wife to pull him by the coattail and say, hey, buddy, come on down. Come on down. You, you up too high. Come on down. Bring it down some. You can't be prideful and need God. Thank God for his servant. He said, had he told you and did some great thing, you'd have been okay with it. Because you, you're more into the pomp and circumstances than you are into what you need God to do. Go wash in that river. Don't care how dirty it is. Sometimes God sends us to the dirty places because we dirty. That fly that was on Mike Pence the other day. Y'all do whatever y'all need to do with that. Where flies go. Anyway, I did say it. He went in the river and he washed himself seven times. Completion. What is it you need God to do? The plug. The plug is here. Who is the plug? It may sound like it's people, but God works through people. First, giving on to Jesus Christ who's the head of my life to our pastor, Pastor Dana, I want to testify today. I know it ain't the first Sunday at night. Over 27 years ago, I woke up. I was married to Pastor Kim. We woke up watching BET at six in the morning. The making of a bishop, Bishop Paul Sylvester Morton. We had a little church called Second Unity Full Gospel Baptist Church on the corner of the Boulevard and Gratian. We needed a plug. We needed somebody to feel a part of. We called the bishop. I want to tell you how I made it to TV. Ain't going to take but a few minutes. It's going to bless your life. I called Bishop Morton. He was the ultimate plug. Changed my life. Changed my life. Redirected my life. But there was a man on the bishop's council that I serve on, part of the, part of the 21, the leadership. I'm a founding father of that organization. I don't talk about that much. I don't talk about that much. That just means I helped start the organization almost 30 years ago. There was a man on there, Craig, by the name of Bishop George Brooks. Somebody said, who's that? It don't matter. Sometimes you don't even know your plug. You don't even know the name of the person behind the person. But I honor the day Bishop George Brooks. I said to him, I said, man, I want to go on TV. I need a TV show. I want a TV show. We had equipment. Full Gospel had given us these credit cards. We bought, man, we had, we had $30,000 worth of TV equipment. You should have known me then, Craig. You'd have loved it. Our own television equipment. And Bishop Brooks sat on the board of TCT, Net, TCT Network, Total Christian Television. I said, Bishop, I want to go on TV because I had called a local station in Detroit that I won't name the person and they denied our program. Sometime when you're trying to go local, God want to take you national. They ain't the right plug. Because if it's the right plug, they're going to do it. And I asked Bishop Brooks, I said, Bishop Brooks, I want to go on TV. I'm talking about the plug, y'all. I'm talking about connection. He said, let me call Judy Church. I said, who's Judy Church? She, he said, she's the national salesperson of TCT. TCT, over 60 million homes, 200 countries, a little bit under the word network. They were actually the first station. They gave TBN their first station. He called Judy Church. She said, Bishop Brooks, 
little Jewish lady about that short, Judy Church. I just texted her this week and thanked God for it. Bishop Brooks is on the board. He called. He said, Judy, I got a friend of mine on the Bishop's Council. He want to come on TV. You got any time? She said, Bishop Brooks, we just opened up a promotion. <laughs> God will open up stuff for you before you even get there. Angie, Dina said he can come on at 5.30 in the morning on Sunday morning for $250 all over the world. It's for one year. Promotion. $250. You can't buy radio time for that. All over the world. Then I, you know me, I'm extra. I invited the owner, Garth Koontz. I asked Judy, I said, y'all want to sponsor? After Bishop Brooks did made the connection, he was out of the picture. Because plugs, some plugs only get you to the door. And then God sent, Judy was my next plug, little short Jewish lady from New York City. I said, we're having a, a, a pastor's luncheon at Full Gospel by 1,000 pastors, will y'all sponsor? They sponsored it. The owner came. He looked around. He sat with me at the table. He heard Jim and Judy, and he leaned over to me. Garth Coons, still living. He's about 77 years old. He said, Bishop Greg, would you like your own TV show? You got influence. How you get all these people here? I said, yes, sir. He said, you got to fly to Detroit. I said, I'm from Detroit. I was in Delaware then. He said, you got to fly to Detroit every Thursday night. I got time for one hour from 8 to 9. We're going to call it Celebrate with Bishop Greg Davis. He said, would you like to do that? I want to run around the ballroom, but all the big preachers was in there. So I sat there, and I couldn't hold my peace. I ran to the room. I told Pastor Kim, I said, I'm going to have a TV show. Fast forward, I started. Remember, Bishop Brook, Bishop Morton got me to Bishop Brooks. Bishop Brooks got me to Judy. Am I, am I doing good? Am I doing good? Great. Judy got me to Garth. I didn't have to pay no more. I flew every week. I was faithful. Because when you get the plug, a faithful man shall abound in blessings. When you get the plug, I'm done. Don't miss it. This is the best part of the message. I start doing Celebrate Live. Dave Sheffield, next plug, comes to the studio one week. Craig, Todd Hall was preaching. He came to hear Todd Hall. I thought he came to hear Todd Hall. Unbeknownst to me, the owner of the Word Network, Mr. Kevin Adele, had been watching the show every week. Sent Dave to spy out the land. Hey, I'm getting happy when I think about it. I'm telling you how I got the TV. 14 years ago, 14 years, then Craig was there. Then I got a call getting off a plane from California. It was Lewis Gibbs, the vice president, president of the Word Network. Hey, we want to meet with you. When you come in, we're going to send a limo for you next Thursday, and we want to meet with you. I get to the office. Kevin Adele says, I'm starting the show. Largest Christian African-American network. 80 million homes, 200 countries. I'm starting to show it. We want to call it Rejoice, and we want to call it Rejoice in the Word with Bishop Greg Davis. You're hosted every Friday. 
It'll start off as 30 minutes. It'll go to an hour. It'll go to an hour and a half, and then it'll go to two hours every Friday night. You'll be the only African-American host every week that will be seen. But I had to watch Paul Morton, Bishop Paul Morton, who had to put me on the council to meet George Brooks, who was on the board of TCT, who introduced me to Judy Church, who was the executive, who introduced me to Garth Kuntz, who then introduced me to celebrate with Bishop Greg Davis, who then gave me opportunity to reach the world only for Kevin Adele to watch. That's how I got to Christian television. Plugs. Plugs. Craig was there every step of the way. Plugs. I was his plug. I was, I was his plug. Plugs. He been at the word as long as I've been there. I went and I left for a few years to go help start another network. Plugs. Babies, I'm telling you, your life is connected to each other, to people. He's not the mute. He started off just as a little piano player making $75, $100. Right? What's the $75, $100? With a little piano. One big as that. In a little corner, we had Shirley Caesar. Anybody you want to name, we had her. Everybody you see now, they came in a little studio. Not too much bigger than this. He played for him. Plugs. Connection. Father, I pray right now that this message don't drop to the ground. Somebody's crying watching this right now. You are our ultimate plug, but you work through people. Connect us in the right place. People that we don't need to be bothered with, don't let us be bothered with. People that we don't need to talk to. Move them out of our life before the end of this year. Don't kill them. Just move them. Whoever needs to come in, let us be receptive and not be hurt over with the way they've treated us and done us. Others have done us. No one deserves to pay the bill for somebody else's mistreatment. <laughs> Thank you for being the plug. Thank you for Bishop Martin. Thank you for Bishop Brooks. Thank you for Judy Church. Thank you for Garth Kuntz. Thank you for Lewis Gibbs and Kevin Adele and Dave Sheffield, all of the plugs that got me to where I'm at today. Now do it for those that are watching. Do it for Nicole, do it for Ira, do it for Jerome, do it for, do it for Pastor P, do it for Butch, do it for Sean. Do it for every partner, Sister Maggie, plug them, plug them, plug them. Do it for Dina. Do it for all of the partners of this church and those that are watching in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. I need everybody today. If you need Jesus in your life, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you are the Christ. I'm a sinner. You died for my sins. You rose again on the third day. And because I accept you, I believe you, I confess you as Lord. I am saved. In Jesus' name, 
If you prayed that prayer and you just got born again, just got saved, dial the number on the screen. They can pray for you also. If you need prayer, dial that number on the screen. I need everybody today that will sow a seed of $70 and Naaman washed in the river seven times. A seed of $70. I need 10 of you to do it right now. Believe God, believe your prophet and you shall prosper. Sow that $70. I'm sowing it. I'm sowing it. I'll be the first. Whatever I ask for, I give it. $70 seed. Do it now. Cash app. Dollar sign CCOD. Givelify Celebration Church of Detroit. Website. Go there. You can mail it in. If you're a visitor, give it. If you've been blessed from this word, say, this is my plug seed. This is my plug seed. Father, do it. I want those of you, if you're not paid your tithes, do it right now. Mike, God is plugging you and Lisa. There's a plug for you, Mike. Your own company is a plug for you. I believe God today. Do it. Give that seed, everybody. You like to bless Love Offering, Greg Davis Ministries 1. Dollar sign, Greg Davis Ministries 1. Do it now. Father, we thank you for the gift and give a Bless them now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank all of you that are given right now. Bless you.